incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Let's do this. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the latest PS5. Yep, we're on the other side of 50. We're getting old. And, uh, you know, we were really happy because last week, to celebrate episode 50, we had Team Kill Media, developers of PS5 upcoming game, quantum error answer your questions episode 51 we're not doing it via um digital forms we're not recording because mr alex sylvester is right next to me how you doing alex i'm doing oh, so, hold on so because i'm here we're not recording it doesn't make <laughs> but yeah what's up people <laughs> we're here for episode 51 we're drinking whiskey um so yeah it's going to be a fun quick episode we're drinking haig today that's the one. So no JD today, it's Haig. Uh, this episode of the latest PS5 is brought to you by our Patreon producers, George Rixie, Adam Batty, Martin Batterbury, Paulio, Doug Saylor and Scott McCluskey. Help support the show by heading over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 and in return... You will also be able to listen to our other PlayStation podcast entitled Latest PSX. You will also get early access to both shows each week. All our shows are also available in video form for patrons, except for this week. <laughs> so head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Latest PS5 and help support the show. But we'll move on, Alex. How are you doing and what are you playing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, mate. What I've been playing is... I'm trying to beat Resident Evil. I'm still? Trying, uh, yeah, still, man. I mean, I'm on the last level, and I think I've got to find a fuse and a key or something, and I just don't know where the hell it is. Um, but, yeah, it's it's. I'm, I know that I'm close. I can just feel it. But, um, it, it it's, yeah, it's an interesting game. I'm loving it. But I still want to just get my hands onto Resident Evil 8, and I'm not going to play it until I finish Resident Evil 7. So that's what's been taking up my time. But how about you, man? Um, so I've been playing Resident Evil Village. <laughs> you know, 3D audio... DualSense, playing it at night time, HDR, ray tracing, 60 frames per second. Oh, yeah. The game is stunning, yeah. you know, um, absolutely amazing. A, a, just a technical evolution and so far from Resi 7, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's a great game and oh my God, if you're listening, you agree with me, those load times are <laughs> just in, you're in the game. It's amazing, you know. Um, really, really happy about it. Uh, have I been playing anything else? I finished Life is Strange 2 before Resident Evil Village came out. So I'm just playing through Resi. I'm only playing it at night times. So I obviously want to finish the game at night because it's scarier that way. It has made me jump a lot as well. Obviously, uh, not as much as Resi 7 VR, but this game is eerie. You just got to take your time. If you're going to play Village or you're currently playing it, take your time, relax, slow down. And you'll enjoy it a lot, a lot more. Yeah. But um, Alex is here, so we want to record the show as fast as we can. We apologize. It's all a day late for patrons. Uh, work scheduling didn't allow us to record on Wednesday. And Alex has turned up here today to play some Village and some Returnal and some Sackboy. So, so we want to blitz this show. <laughs> so we'll go straight into the news, Alex. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, this one breaks my heart. You know, uh, so everyone knows I love space, yeah. right? So, number one, 
Starfield, an upcoming space RPG from Bethesda, will not be launching on PS5 or PC next spring. According to various and reliable industry personnel, Microsoft looked at the final impl- uh, financial implicate impl- <laughs> Microsoft looked at the financial implications of not launching the game on PS5 and have decided that the better idea is to release the game exclusively for Game Pass. Alex, no Starfield on PS5, you know, a modern day Mass Effect. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm too sad to talk. <laughs> Well, it sounds to me that Microsoft is now going to be playing hardball if they're going to be taking games like that and not sharing it, you know, for the rest of the platforms and PC. I mean, that's a lot of money that they're going to be missing out there, you know, the potential money that they could be making. But, you know, this is this is the end game now, isn't it? They're, they're definitely taking off all their gloves and they're basically going to come in swinging. And right before E3 as well, they're releasing all this information. Yeah, it's going to have a lot of fans disappointed, but at the same time, business is business. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for me, it was like, you know, obviously the Mass Effect uh, remastered trilogy came out. So it was the idea of having a Bethesda. I mean, Bethesda, let's be honest, they've released kind of shit games over the years, with the exception of Doom and that. But they're big RPG games, not CD Projekt, but they're big games, you know, like Fallout 76 and Fallout 4. They weren't well received as usual. So everybody was excited for starfield and what makes it worse is sony must have seen something because they were negotiating for timed exclusivity with bethesda before microsoft purchased them shows you how big this game is but it makes you wonder like there was obviously playstation versions being made um so microsoft are leaving millions they're losing millions on that and you know and the lost revenue from it i think it will come to playstation eventually But we're talking like four or five years and that devastates me, you know, because the game looks amazing. It means I'm going to have to sign up to Game Pass on PC, you know, and <laughs> just play the game. Yeah, they're making it really tough. But you know what? It's the first time in a while that Microsoft are doing a Sony-Nintendo move. You know, with Sony or Nintendo acquire someone, those games are now theirs. Whereas Microsoft, you know, they acquired Minecraft, they kept Minecraft on everything. They've done that with other games as well. Um, so it's really, really interesting to see microsoft to actually get hard on their games and obviously we'll be seeing starfield soon because obviously the rumors are that microsoft and bethesda are doing a joint show for obviously e3 um still just devastated mate absolutely devastated for now for now but yeah i mean they, i'm sure they've got a whole lot of consoles that they want to shift so this is going to be a great opportunity for them to uh hopefully get some to punters well breaking my heart to mending my heart number two it's finally happened <laughs> platinum trophy here i come okay number two sony has announced that the last of us part two update 1.08 is rolling out today so it's already available complete with enhancements for the game when it's played on ps5 so after installing the update and firing up the last of us part two for your ps5 you can head to the display options and toggle your preferred frame rate target of 30 frames per second or drum roll 60 frames per second so before we move on from there um alex the last of us 2 60 frames per second this game was already stunning and i've spoke about this but now we've got 60 frames your thoughts my thoughts oh wait this has been like uh, for a lot of people who've been listening to the show you've known that i've pretty much just cleared through uh, um last of us part one and yet i'm still going through the, the ones left behind but anyway 
Last of Us, an amazing game. Yeah, and even though it came out umpteen years ago, it is still phenomenal. And the fact is that they released that remastered version, 60 frames, and they upscaled the graphics was great, even for a PS3 game. So that's PS4. But for this, now to pretty much land, pretty much at the anniversary of the release, right, for, uh, for Last of Us 2, it's just music to my ears because I'm still running off the hype from the first game, so I can't wait. And then, even though there were rumours about them remastering the well, both games... I'm just glad that they've actually um, they're releasing 60 frames per second with 4K right now, right before summer, right just around the E, well, pretty much around E3. This is just music to my ears. It's like Christmas has come early. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then there's more news on that. So as part of a blog post detailing the PS5 patch for The Last of Us Part 2, Naughty Dog has said they will have more news to share on their PS5 work in the future. So that for me is things like Factions, which is a multiplayer mode. Yep. Maybe The Last of Us, the original remastered. We'll have to see what happens on that front. But exciting times from Naughty Dog on that one. And then, snuck into the end of the blog post, Naughty Dog's Arnie Meyer states that the team has been digging into the PS5 hardware and the possibilities it unlocked since launch last year. Naughty Naughty Dog is excited about what the future holds and this patch is just the first step of working on the PS5. We'll let you know when we've got more news to share. So, you know, it's interesting because when the PS4 came out, they had just done Left Behind, they had just announced the Left Behind DLC, but they did that and they did the Last of Us remastered on PS4 to get used to the hardware, then came Uncharted 4, which obviously blew everyone's socks away from a technical perspective, and then came, obviously, The Last of Us Part 2. So, I mean, if they're taking that same step of gradually, slowly working on the PS5 to a big project, which seems to be, obviously, um, you've got the patch, Mm -hmm. you potentially have the remaster and factions, and then you have the big game. I mean, what do you think? That's amazing, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. I mean, we might as well jump on it now. We've got a question, which we usually hold to the end of the show. But we'll bring one of them forward now, and that's from um, Jerry from Southampton. Evening, guys. Thank you for the show. What would you want Naughty Dog to work on next? So, see, that's why I've brought this question up. So, obviously, we think Naughty Dog, they get used to the hardware. What do you want them to do next? I would like him to work on a game which is going to be on the same scale as Uncharted. You know, just Mm. something, a grand cinematic experience. Uh, and just going crazy with the the PS5 visuals and tech, and just use everything under the hood on the PS5. Um, but yes, even though we've heard rumors about them doing a space game, that would be very interesting to see. Um, was it space or space was a rumor? Yeah, it was space for a rumor. Yeah, so hopefully they're they're going to do something like that. And I think um, in Last of Us, those these comic books that you collected, mm-hmm. right? What if it's something about those comic books? Because they made a big deal about them. I mean, do they actually feature in the second one? No spoilers. No. <laughs> they don't? Okay. All right, fair enough. Well, I collected them for nothing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's my thoughts. What about you? There's a big space section, um, like an imagination scene in The Last of Us 2, which is amazing. It's like The Last of Us 2's giraffe scene, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really, really interesting to see. I mean, again, everybody knows out of space. I'm losing Starfield. Come on, Naughty Dog. Give me a space game or something. You know, I need something back. Before we move on to number three, though, cheers. 51, cheers. 51 episodes. Nice. Um, so we'll move on to number three on this 
news section. So this is a nice little celebratory one for us. Data obtained by Ampere Analysis has revealed that the PS5 sold around 2.83 million units during the first quarter of 2021, beating Xbox Series X slash S by a ratio of 2 to 1, as Microsoft System reportedly moved around 1.31 million units in the same time period. And this is obviously January, February, March, of which there were big shortages for the Switch playstation and xbox but i mean two to one already and the big push on game pass as well you know it's turning people off but people just want playstation don't they they do want playstation but i guess microsoft is still kind of being relaxed their lace fair attitude is i guess it's pissing off a lot of uh, xbox fans at the moment but um at the same time they've got game pass which is obviously as we know their main focus so it makes sense for them just to just kind of ease on having to order as many semiconductors that PlayStation and um, Nintendo will have to do. Um, so I guess it makes sense on their point. You know, as long as they can just get Game Pass out there, that's all they're pushing. Game Pass, Game Pass, which is always Starlink. It's all just going to be based on that platform. So, yeah, I'm not surprised with those figures. I'm not surprised one bit. I think as well, you know, if you think about it, there isn't a first party exclusive title on xbox series x yet yeah. you know and yeah, yeah. there's so much to play on ps5 from a first party standpoint whether it be cross-generational or not with ratchet and clank coming august. and then kenna in august as well you know it's absolutely insane but yeah not surprised and props to sony you know we've seen interviews about hardware shortages and stuff but people forget that in this global pandemic where chinese freighters are costing bombs and you just cannot get the storage to ship items on ship. And on top of that, the semiconductor shortage, they've actually made and sold more PS5s than they did PS4s at the same time by 11%. That is insane. So, you know, it's, it's, it's still good that Sony are pushing ahead. I think, don't get me wrong, they could have, they could have probably done way more. You know, they could have been on like over 10 to 12 million by now if there was nothing like shortages and things like that. But... They'll still be happy. They're still doing well. Um, and speaking of numbers, Alex, we're going to move on to number four, and this is a this is interesting. So sit back, listeners. This is a big one. Take Two Interactive just released their financial results, and they've updated the sales figures for many of their franchises. The Grand Theft Auto franchise has now sold. This is the franchise. Remember, three hundred and forty-five million units between its many games whilst the Red Dead Redemption franchise has now shifted 60 million copies. Wow. So a couple breakdown for you. So I said 345 million for the GTA franchise. GTA 5 has now passed 145 million units sold, which means it accounts for almost half of the entire franchise sales. Wow. A PS5 version is due out this November. <laughs> you know, so that's just going to... And people just think, yeah, that's no. But you know what I mean? Like next year... It's coming out on Xbox Series X and S as well, right? right? And PS5. So they're going to sell another 10, 15 million from November next year to November 2022. Yeah. So the number's just going to keep going, you know. I to, to the point GTA 6 comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if GTA 5 tops 200 million lifetime <laughs> sales, you know. It's massive. Um, in regards to Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the biggest contributor to that 60 million total, selling over 37 million units on its own. This is a single-player, strictly narrative-driven game. Yep. Absolutely stunning, unbelievable. A bit long in a tooth, but amazing nonetheless. One of the best stories ever written in games. Okay. 
The Borderlands franchise has now sold around 70 million units between the handful of games. Of those titles, Borderlands 2 has sold over 25 million units and is 2K's best-selling title. Its sequel, Borderlands 3, has sold around 13 million units and became 2K's fastest-selling title. The NBA 2K franchise has now sold over 111 million units. And finally, my boy, PGA Tour 2K21 has now sold over 2 million units and was the fastest selling golf game for the last 10 years in terms of units. Now, people are thinking, wait, but GTA is bigger than um, Borderlands. So even though Rockstar is a part of the the Take-Two family, it's a separate entity from 2K. So 2K's biggest is Borderlands. Rockstar is just massive. You know, they they don't get owned by anybody. Um, And it's huge on that sense. But Alex, GTA 5, it just does not stop selling. Well, the big question now is, is there any need for a GTA 6? If it's selling so well, it's continuous. And I think that's going to be a problem with a lot of these games and franchises. I guess going over to Nintendo, as I normally go over, um, the Mario Kart franchise, especially with Mario Kart um, 8, it's pretty much one of the best-selling Mario Karts, if not the best-selling Mario Kart, and it continues to sell even four years on. In fact, hold on, it was released on the Wii U. So my problem is, well, the problem for these companies is how are they going to supersede these new games? You know, is there actually going to be an, is there actually going to be a need if financially these games are actually pulling in the money for the doors? Is there actually a real need for them to actually come out with a sequel, or could they just do like a DLC patch and um, you know just continue from there, just develop the story? Well, one thing we know about Nintendo is they don't really make anything new; they just rehash remasters and over and over again, right? They, they broke, they broke me. <laughs> yeah, I mean GTA Online is a big catalyst for those sales, you know. And I get, I get you, but I mean you just got to look at it in a sense of okay. Everyone who's bought Mario Kart 8 or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has Mario Kart 8. Um, New people who buy Switch buy Mario Kart. But if you release a Mario Kart 9, all those original 8 and 8 Deluxe players are going to now buy 9. So, you know, um, it'll be be interesting to see what happens with GTA. But yeah, I'll call it now. If there's anything that is going to sell 200 million units, mate, it's GTA, not the Switch. (laughs) Anyway, mark my words. (laughs) Great selling cars of all time. (laughs) Okay, number five. Um, the CEO of Electronic Arts has said that the recently acquired developer Codemasters will retain its identity, similar to how Respawn has. Speaking with MCV, Andrew Wilson was adamant that EA will not be looking to mould the Dirt and F1 developer into something else, instead more concerned with allowing it to retain its unique identity. He used Respawn, creator of Apex Legends and Star Wars, um, as an example. Now, it's interesting because... Everybody just thought, okay, you've bought Codemasters, you're going to shove Need for Speed into there, right? And make them do Need for Speed and things like that. It's hard to trust EA on this sense, you know. Um, I really want to take two to get um, Codemasters because I think about the 2K sports games, you know, like F1 2K. Crazy. But they would have really supported that. Dirt 2K, all these things. I think they would have done better with it. But... I mean, EA are saying this now, and obviously uh, Respawn is um, different. It's the standout one that they've purchased. And EA have bought so many promising companies and publishers and just shut them over years. I mean, thoughts? Your thoughts on EA now saying that, yeah, Codemasters will always stay as a separate entity to do what they want? 
Yeah, I think that's the best move because, as we know, EA, um, if they put their stamp on it, all they want to do is throw loot boxes of some some kind in there. Um, so the fact is that they're actually just going to give complete creative freedom to Codemasters is good. I mean, obviously, you saw how great Respawn uh, did with um, Jedi Fallen Order, and that was just a phenomenal game with little impact from uh, EA. Obviously, after they destroyed their uh, opportunity with uh, Star Wars mm. Battle, Battle Battlefront yeah. Yeah, Battlefront 2 so yeah so they, the more that they just take a backseat and just pretty much just give the cash a lot of developers a lot of freedom um, to create these amazing experiences which us as gamers want really you know what I mean we just want um, yeah just bounded by any um, game developers creativity just to actually come out with something new and you can't really do it when your your main incentive is just to make sure that you can get more cash through the doors and that's the the line unfortunately that EA happened to fall or the trap that EA actually fell into uh, they were just thinking cash first you know mm -hmm. so and they're kind of going away from the whole creative side which obviously affected sales so um they've learned the lesson and I'm glad to hear this really are. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people say that, yeah, EA didn't do much with Star Wars, but on May the 4th, you know, May the 4th be with you on that day, the Star Wars Day, the MPD group released the top 10 best-selling Star Wars games mm -hmm. of all time in the US. Yeah. For top three, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, all EA games. Yeah. You know, the rest was pretty much dominated by Lego. But no Koto in there, you know, Knights of the Old Republic back on the PC yeah. and the original Xbox that people talk about were the greatest games, but the biggest sellers were all the EA ones, you know? Massive sellers on there, so we'll see. This one confuses us, number six, okay? It's like we never stop talking about these guys. WB Games, who are currently working on titles like Hogwarts Legacy, Gotham Knights, and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, still the coolest name in video games at the moment, are being broken up in some way as a part of a new merger between Warner Brothers' parent company, AT&T, and Discovery. The details of this merger are that both Discovery and Warner Media will merge to form a new company with AT&T spinning off its media brand. AT&T will receive $43 billion in cash debt securities and Warner Media's retention of debt, with Discovery CEO David Saslav leading the new company. First revealed by IGN, who confirmed that the new sale merger does include some of WB Games, but not all of the studios and properties it owns. An AT&T representative then told Axios, Stephen Totlio, that some of the gaming arm will stay with AT&T and some will go with the new company. Alex, they fucking don't know what they're doing with the films and now they don't know what they're doing with the games. Just what is happening with Warner Brothers at the moment? Warner Brothers obviously had a massive deficit when they, uh, uh, well, they've, they've, they've been going through hard times. You could see with the quality of their films, you know, they were trying to go down the Disney route with the whole Justice League, or well, the Justice League, and that flopped. Um, and, like, I think what we're seeing now is um, after the 80s massive acquisition of the Warner brand, I mean, the various Warner Media, there's Warner Brothers, there's so many. Um, as you said, they had like a 40 plus, um, was it 80 billion? 80 uh, billion. Yeah, yeah, in total. Yeah, yeah. So this is like, this is just like a nice little win for them, really. You know what I mean? For them to actually secure like $43 billion uh, in cash or pounds in cash. So that's all they're seeing. And it just seems like they've paid off their bills, but they haven't really thought about the strategy. And now they're trying to work, hammer out all the details and see exactly what's going to lie where. So I guess only time can tell. I mean, I think they're going to be settling everything by 2022 anyway. So 
you know, they don't even know what they're doing with the CEO, you know, Jason Killer. They don't know if he's going to stay or if he's going to leave. Um, and they're clearly not listening to the fans, you know, because after they released the, um, as you mentioned before, uh, the 4K version of the Justice League, when everybody doesn't really give a crap about that, what people want to see is the 4K version of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So this just seems to be another tone-deaf kind of decision that they're making. But hopefully uh, the dust will settle at some point and uh, we should see some really good uh, properties and products coming from them. I mean, obviously they've got some solid games, Hogwarts Legacy, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. I just hope that they just don't miss the uh, or miss the, miss the beat, you know, with these games. So only time will tell. Also included as well will be what happens with NeverRealm and Mortal Kombat. You know, and injustice, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens on that front. But that's all the news this week. So we'll move on to the sale update, which is where we just go over what's available at reduced prices for you on the PlayStation Store. So at the moment, the extended play promotion where you can save up to 70% is live. Our highlights include, these are highlights picked by me and Alex, uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. So that's obviously the original Destiny 2 with the Beyond Light expansion. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered, UFC 4 and Detroit Become Human. It's great games there. Uh, we see the return of the remasters and retro promotion. And our picks for that would be the GTA um, PS2 Trilogy. Always great. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty 4 Remastered, God of War 3 Remastered and Crisis Remastered as well. You know, Crisis looks yeah. amazing as well. So... Uh, separately there's always a deal of the week and the current week is outriders which is uh getting you a saving of 25 percent on there i don't know if you saw but outriders three and a half million players um i'll tell you what's interesting actually there's a spray again you know you've witnessed it now you've witnessed it live so we spoke for weeks and weeks about um how will games do on sony's platform when they launch on game pass as well right because effectively xbox gamers aren't paying for the game mpd sales for april number one and two both game pass mlb the show was number one even though you didn't have to buy it on xbox it was available on ps5 number two outriders which was free on game pass but you had to buy it on ps5 so it just shows you the strength of playstation right but either that that the many xbox gamers still don't use game pass because you got to remember how big in america internet connection is so poor for people in middle america you know um that they just stick to buying games you know but yeah it was interesting it was interesting to see that one um so we'll move on to the letters we already answered uh jerry's question on what we would want naughty dog to be working on next um danielle from bath in the uk hello alex and sunny hope you are well great show last week with team kill media after your interview, what are your thoughts on their game now? So what are your thoughts on Quantum Error after hearing everything last week? I think that that game, um, well, the first time we saw that game with the showcase, PS5 showcase last year, uh, it was one of the standout games, especially from an um, indie developer. Um, And after the interview, it just felt like they know exactly what the industry needs in terms of uh, FPSs. Um, They know exactly what's missing. I mean, obviously, they're going to play homage, I guess, to all the big greats like like Doom and Quake and, you know, all the various ones which are out now. But they're also just going to put like a nice little twist on it. You know, you're going to have a bit of elements of Gears of War um, card. You know, it's just going to be all rolled up into a nice... Um, space-themed um, environment, and they seem really dedicated on making sure that they're actually going to produce a 
groundbreaking game for gamers. So I'm really waiting for, looking forward to seeing that. And there was actually a hint of potentially having a trophy in there. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, if that all falls through, I think that game is just going to be one of the most, well, the, one of the best um, FPS games anyway, which I'm looking forward to anyway. So only time will tell. As I keep saying, <laughs> FPS and third person now, mate. Oh, yeah, 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 we know that. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited. You know, I was already excited about Quantum Era. You can see that in my reaction video from the Future Game Show. But listening to uh, Micah and Noah talk about it, it was just so exciting yeah. to hear um, what they're putting into the game, where the game is now at this stage, the development and the passion going into that's a passion piece for them as well you know and that excites me more when developers are putting everything and they're enjoying putting everything in but i also like the authenticity to towards a firefighter you know the fact that their father is a firefighter they're keeping that level of things grounded when everything's crazy around him the horror aspect is big for them i can't wait and you know the technical side of it as well when they're talking about the ray tracing and cannot wait it's gonna be great yeah and the hordes as well that they've mentioned i mean you probably saw a glimpse of that in the trailer um just towards the end of it when you just saw like a whole horde of zombies or whatever busting for the doors um if they're gonna and that's just only a snippet of what they're actually got to show so if you thought resident evil was amazing wait till you see this one Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Danielle, for that question. Um, and again, anyone, if you haven't listened to it, episode 49 and 50, which was our interview with the developers of Quantum Era, Team Kill Media. It's available on all podcast um, services. So you just got to look for a few episodes before this one and you can listen to the development on PS5, what it's like to develop on PS5, to DualSense, 3D audio, everything. It's an amazing, amazing interview from passionate developers and yeah we just shoot the breeze we'll shoot the mountain dew breeze on that one um but yeah it was a great question so before we end the show we always end up on word association where one of us says to the other person eight words and they just have one reply about what the first thing that comes into their head about it so for example if alex says nintendo i say 135 million you know so it's 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 one of them right um but yeah so alex word association is for you so you've got eight words are you ready i'm ready go for it all right number one vega from street fighter annoying as hell (laughs) number two haig haig oh one of the most delicious whiskeys if you haven't tried it guys it's the unofficial sponsor of the today's episode supposed to be one word but yeah all that that's fine that's fine on there um, Warner Brothers games Confused <laughs> Starfield It's a shame but money's money right <laughs> Sackboy Oh awesome <laughs> Awesome game Maiden demo Freaky-ish And the last one Mountain Dew <laughs> Pick your flavour <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Excellent, guys. Thank you very much for listening to episode 51 of the latest PS5. For patrons, everything will be back to normal next week. We're going to be recording episode 52 as well as two episodes of the latest PSX. One will be dedicated to PSVR 2 tech. We're going to deep dive into all the um, new tech that's been announced for it. And we're also going to be breaking down um, the 25 games that Helm and, Helm and Holst talked about 
I'm drunk now, so I can't remember the name. Herman Holst, right? You know, uh, spoke about um, what Sony have 25 games in development. We're going to break that down and we're going to try and predict as many games as we can. They will both be Patreon exclusive episodes of the latest PSX. There'll be three episodes for Patreons next week. And again, if you haven't supported the show, please do so by heading over to www dot patreon dot com forward slash latest ps5 and you get loads of extra episodes for free i'm burping now so i'm gonna leave you to it and we're gonna drink Hague and we're gonna play some playstation 5 good night everybody good night cheers <laughs> Ding.